the Who Are You to Lead Anyway podcast for mastering skills to navigate leadership in life, episode 21. I am your host, Cynthia Jamison. And if you have just found me and my work, welcome. I am so excited and grateful that you're here with me today. This episode is about how to navigate ambiguity and uncertainty. I think it would be fair to say that most of us are facing situations with many unknowns. And what that means is that the way forward for us is often unclear. And in the absence of a clear path, leaders can feel frustrated, anxious, or sometimes even directionless. So although these two terms, ambiguity and uncertainty, are used interchangeably, they do represent distinct challenges. And leaders today must inevitably learn to lead themselves and their teams effectively. And the strategies that I will share with you will be invaluable, especially if you see yourself as someone who wants to progress to the C-suite. So today I want to walk you through three parts. The first is the difference between ambiguity and uncertainty. The second is how and why those differences are important. And then we'll get to the strategies to help you lead more skillfully and effectively, which I will put in the show notes for reference. So let's begin. I want to begin with the definitions according to the Oxford Dictionary. So ambiguity is, quote unquote, the quality of being open to more than one interpretation, inexactness. Uncertainty is the state of being uncertain, which is more simple terms for ambiguity. Now, ambiguity shows up when things are unclear or when there are multiple possibilities at play. Ambiguity can generate feelings of confusion and hesitation and can slow our slow us down and our decision-making process down because our brains like to find the quote-unquote right answer, the quote-unquote right path, or the quote-unquote right way forward. So hybrid and we're work, uh, remote work are great examples of an ambiguous situation or scenario. Now, uncertainty shows up when there's a lack of information or control and the outcomes are unpredictable, which are often due to external factors. Uncertainty can generate feelings of anxiety and fear, which cause us to worry and our brains focus on all of the obstacles and all of the things that could go wrong in the future. So here, the pandemic and even the arrival of AI, mergers, acquisitions, and market fluctuations are some examples of when uncertainty can come into the mix for us. Now, here's where it gets interesting. It can be really helpful to pay attention to and identify the emotions that we are feeling in order to understand what we are navigating specifically. And once we know this, we can then choose how to respond. So I'm going to share a personal example. I mentioned before on the podcast that I'm preparing to launch a leadership lens program. It's the place where new leaders will get the skills they need to navigate leadership in life. And I need technology (laughs) as a part of that. So I need technology to support the customer experience that I want them to have. The email workflows, the platforms, the video replays, etc. And back-end systems is not 
my playground. I'm sure that's shocking. (laughs) If you've known me for any time, you would know that's totally not shocking. So first, I'm just going to walk you through this. So first, I tried to set up an email automation myself. And after a few days with no progress, I decided to consult a tech provider. And I actually felt like I had a plan until I got an email with extra options. (laughs) Because of course, this is their playground and all of the steps required for each of the options with the intent for me to choose. Now, as I began to read, I quickly found myself in the land of confusion. Not only was I confused, I was then hesitating and I couldn't even decide why I wanted to do any of this in the first place. So I'm pretty sure that you can relate with my state of confusion. Now, what I want to point out is my brain was only doing its job by offering all of the things that could go wrong and how I couldn't find the right way. And I didn't see it because, of course, I was in it. It was happening with me, to me. It was happening within my body. So only when I paused, was able to take a deep breath, calm my central nervous system, and I was able to sit with and notice the emotion that I was experiencing, could I then define I was navigating through both uncertainty, I had enough information, sorry, I hadn't had enough information, and there were too many options for me. And I was also navigating ambiguity because there were too many paths and possibilities. So the other thing that I will say here, which is vulnerable, (laughs) is that on my last podcast episode, if you would have listened to that, and even if you didn't, it was on decision making. And here I was, unable to make a decision for myself in my own business where I am the CEO, for lack of a better word. Now, while I acknowledge and recognize that I was absolutely a mixed bag of emotions, the process that I used to create clarity for myself was first in, that, was first in identifying what was within my control and what wasn't. Then I was able to focus on processing the emotions by moving my body. I did an early morning, a noon, and a late afternoon walk, all which grounded me back in my body and took me out of my thinking brain. Then I got coaching and I spent extra time reflecting and answering some specific questions, which I want to share with you because I think you'll find them useful. So if I knew that it would work, what would I choose? What was I trying to avoid by making the right decision? What would I choose if I knew that nothing was set in stone and I could always change my mind? And the last question was, what is the most simple option? So again, I share these with you because they're really great questions to help you gain clarity on what it might be that you want to do. Now, you might be thinking to yourself, okay, Cynthia, that's great for you, but why is it important for me to know the difference? So understanding the difference is crucial to your success as a leader because different approaches are required. Better decision-making can take place. Opportunities for growth and innovation can can be identified, and you can adapt your leadership style accordingly. 
For example, in an ambiguous situation, leaders can take an adaptive approach, which involves being flexible and adjusting plans as new information becomes available. In this case, what you might need to do is clearly communicate and engage others in dialogue to clarify understanding. In uncertain situations, leaders can take a decisive approach, which involves making quick decisions based on limited information and taking calculated risks. In this case, leaders need to be flexible, adaptive, and can use scenario planning to anticipate potential outcomes. Now, while continuous change can feel overwhelming, it's really important for us as humans to remember this is also a normal part of life. So given this, I want to offer you eight strategies to navigate more skillfully. And as I mentioned earlier, I will put these in the show notes so that you can reference them later versus trying to remember everything because that's just not (laughs) always possible. So the first one is embrace a growth mindset. When we acknowledge ambiguity and uncertainty are a part of life, and leadership, by the way, we can stretch our brains a little bit to see opportunities for growth and learning. When we can let go of perfectionism and seeking the right answer and embrace the discomfort of not knowing, we can see challenges as opportunities. We can focus then on learning and growth, and it's motivating to us to be able to seek out new perspectives, gather opinions, alternate ones, and continuously expand our own knowledge, our skills, and our experiences. So I love this first one of just embracing a growth mindset. The second is to foster open communication. So cultivating a culture of open, honest, transparent, and clear communication can reduce confusion and misunderstandings. Now, I realize that there's a fine line here for you, and what I would offer is just share what you can share with your team when you can share it. Create feedback channels. Keep your people informed and be open to their ideas, their concerns, and their perspectives. Why? This builds trust and credibility and reduces anxiety and stress for everyone, including you. It really helped me to communicate openly last week when I was in my own confusion. Okay, the third strategy is to develop an adaptive decision-making skills. So in ambiguous and uncertain situations, it's essential to make decisions based on the available information you have. If I would have done that last week, I would have tied it up in a neat bow right after the consult call. And I would have been great and avoided all of that. However, I only see that in retrospect. You can break down problems into smaller steps, be flexible, be open, and be prepared to adjust the course of action or the outcome. Now, here is a caveat I want to make sure that I talk about. When new information emerges and you respond, Do not beat yourself up or make it mean anything about you as a leader. It can be very true that you made the best decision you could based on the information you had. And now, of course, there's more information. And so there might be a different path forward because of that. So I just wanted to to say that because I know as humans, we're really good at beating ourselves up and sabotaging ourselves. 
Okay, this brings us to strategy number four, which is creating a supportive network. So as a leader, if you can surround yourself with mentors, trusted advisors, and a supportive network of peers or a coach who has experience navigating ambiguity and uncertainty, that can be really useful. You can learn from their experience, seek their guidance when you need it, and leverage their expertise to make better informed decisions. I did this last week when I had people who have done launches before. I've never done that. People who have set up systems before. Again, I never had done that. So I have this supportive network and I encourage you to do the same. The fifth strategy is emphasize agility and experimentation. So here it's about encouraging a culture of agility and experimentation within the team. Embracing the iterative approach, which you would have heard on the previous podcast where Lisa Mitchell talked about that, where you try, you test, you learn from your actions, which allows you then to adapt and make course corrections more quickly. The sixth strategy is to focus on what you can control. So I've I've alluded to that above, but when you focus on what you can control, your boundaries, your thoughts, actions, the goals you set, what you give your energy to, how you speak to yourself, and how you handle challenges can help you let go of what you cannot control. What can't you control? The past, the future, what others think, what they say, what they do, and a lot of the outcomes. And in doing this, you will lead much more effectively. This brings me to the seventh strategy, which is put on your oxygen mask. Attend to your mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual needs and find ways to take care of yourself that work for you. Build your mental fitness. And if you're new here, episode 11 has everything you need. So I encourage you to find it and take a listen because I share a lot of the tools that you can choose from and I have a gentle and loving reminder that you are also still human. So you might find yourself in negative emotion as I shared that happened to me last week and that's okay. It's not a problem. You are not broken. You do not need to be fixed. We are all a work in progress. And this brings me to the last strategy, which is be a kind human. Listen actively and have empathy. Be kind, be patient and understanding because you never know what burden someone else is carrying and be aware that everyone is experiencing uncertainty in their own way. Here you can emphasize the importance of empathy and adaptability and resilience at all levels of leadership within your organization. And remember, it begins with you and being a kind human also applies to you with self-kindness, self-compassion. I hope you found this episode on navigating ambiguity and uncertainty valuable Remember, embracing uncertainty can lead to incredible opportunities for growth and innovation, and embracing these strategies can help you lead more skillfully and inspire your team to do the same. Before you go, be sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss any insights, tips, and tools for new leaders, and until next week, take care of yourself and take take care of your team. Bye. Thanks for listening. Your feedback is a gift. Please rate and review with your honest opinion. 
Subscribe and share with your colleagues, especially if you've worked with me and found value in the work we've done together. Connect with me in my favorite places, LinkedIn and Instagram. My website is Cynthia Jamison Coach, all lowercase, all one word, dot C-A. Until next time, make it a great week. <music>